Good morning. Oh, Father, we're here to worship you, to sing your praises. Let's sing together. You led me out of the desert, brought me into his streams, river of living water. Yeah. Turned my bitter into sweet, and all my burdens are lifted. He took the shackles off my feet. There's no sound louder than a captive set free. So let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Seek of his promises evermore. Pour out your thankfulness. Let it overflow. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Oh, when we get to that Let's do that. There is joy in the morning, springing up in my soul. There is life worth living, cause he calls me his own. And there's a hallelujah, after sweet victory, there's no sound louder than a captive set free. Sing it again. Yeah, yeah. I can't simply come on, church. So let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Sing of his promises
So we want to hear you sing. Sing it for us. You are my. Yes. Uh-huh. You Hear our praise, Lord. Oh, you guys sound great. We're going to join you. Let's do that. You are my deliverer. The fear of my Hey. 
that stone was moved for good, for the Lamb had conquered death. And the dead rose from their tombs, and the angels stood in awe for the souls of all who come to the Father are restored. And the church of Christ was born. you this morning. We do. We worship you, Lord Jesus. In this moment, after this crazy week we've all had, we just worship you for your goodness, for your provision, for your love, for your care, for all that you do for us, for all that you do through us. We know, Lord, that we are cherished. We are blessed and highly favored. And we worship you, Lord. Grander earth has quaked before, moved by the sound of his voice. our declaration this morning, Lord. It is well. It is well. Far be it from me to not believe Even when my eyes can't see And this mountain that's in front of me thrown into the midst of the sea. Through it all, through it all, my eyes 
keep playing that cast. Just keep rolling with that. Just pause for a minute, folks. Let's put pause on the drama of everything, okay? Just press pause. Let's just be before him. Be still. Be grateful. To be mindful. And to be present right here and now. You are here. Won't you just say that? Just say, I am here. We're not out at the well with the busted pipes. We're not wondering what's going to happen when we get home. We're just here now in his presence. We're in your presence, Father. I get a sense that some of you just need to take a breath. You probably haven't breathed in a couple of weeks. 
to God. Father, thank you for our family right here. We are family. Father, I, as we came in and people were coming in, and it was just felt like a family reunion this morning. So many are still going through so much. So even now, God, we just take a moment to rest and to breathe and enjoy the heat in this room and the building and the lights and the sound and bathrooms that you don't have to fill up bowls and you know, having to heat up snow, melt snow to make things work. So in this moment, we're just pausing to be grateful. Holy Spirit, I would ask as a favor, would you literally move through every person here in this place right now? And every person that is watching online right now, would you literally fill their room with your presence? That they would not feel separated or isolated from what's happening right here. We're in this together. name everyone said amen Amen. you can be seated wow so we're here it's remarkable yeah for real wow what a last what 11 days I lost count at some point I think crystal crystal's counting just so you know I still don't have power so uh she got ready with a flashlight but doesn't she look amazing this morning (laughs) this shows how resourceful Of course, they did have to unplug their freezer for a while, so the curling iron would work, right? See, we all know how that's working right now. And you know what's what's amazing about a collective experience like this is that, uh, as crazy as it sounds, this builds life between us. It builds community and common. We have common things going on here, and uh, and we want to be mindful too that there are some who still are without power. Maybe some of you are sitting here going, "We don't have it yet." still without, you know, utilities and whatnot. So we need to continue to be vigilant in prayer and just by offering to be, I just, it's came out in my heart this week, can we just be good humans, right? Just be kind humans, good humans and, and uh, good Christians, good followers of Jesus. Someone uh, made a comment about, you know, what's the church doing? And I said, the church is rescuing people right now. The church is feeding people. The church is housing people. The church... And I'm not talking about bridge, I'm talking about you. The church, you are the church. And I can't, I have to just say this just straight up. I've never been more proud of a group of people in my life. All week long, my phone has been blowing up. And trust me, I'm thankful for that. Because when you feel like the whole world's cut off, it's good for the phone to ring or get that text or whatever. In other contexts, that might get annoying. But in this week, it was like, yes, they're okay, good, good to know that. And all week long, we were able to, not organically, there's nothing organized, but I got to see the church be the church. I got calls from people saying, I got a four-wheel drive, just let me know what you need, and we'll be there. And I'm like, well, actually, you could go do this and check on them. And we were able to just very organically, and I believe by the direction of the Holy Spirit, get people the help that needed help 
get people the supplies that needed supplies, some getting transportation because they were stuck out in places they couldn't even get out, and we were able to get people. And when I say we, I mean we, you, us, all of us. And I've never been more proud of a group of people to watch what has happened. You truly have adapted and overcome, and it is remarkable. And to be able to come back together on a morning like this and just celebrate God's goodness, but also the goodness of Jesus in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And I'm seeing the beauty of the church, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ right now. So I want to say from my heart and Annette and our team to you, thank you for being the church and not thinking you always have to call the church. You get it. You get it. Call the police. We are the police. Remember that line from Andy Griffith? <laughs> we are the police, you know, fumbling for his one bullet and his gun, you know, and, and yet a few of you will get what I just said there. Some, <laughs> some will go. I have no reference for that. Unless you watch a lot of TV land, so you, you wouldn't know. But, but I love that, that line where, <laughs> where Barney, is it Barney? Yeah, Barney Five says, call the police. <laughs> And I can't remember who was with him. Some of you. Now, it wasn't Andy. It was somebody else. It, Andy was gone at the time, and Barney had been put in charge, which is scary to think about. And he said, we are the police. <laughs> and, you know, I love that about the church. You don't call the church. You are the church. You be the church. And I, I'm so, so proud of all of you, and thank you. And, and every call I got, every text, every private message, every contact one way or another, was positive in nature. It was a mind blower. The positivity was so off the charts. We're okay. We're okay. We're adapting. We figured it out. We figured out how to, how to rig a Coleman stove. We figured out how to get what we need. I mean, the resourcefulness expressed. So I'm just, I, I know, I'm just proud. I'm a proud papa, so to speak. And so I'm proud of all of you, the way you've handled it and the uh, way you are handling it. And it just makes me, it lets me know this, that that snowpocalypse can come and go, and the church is going to be just fine. Amen? We're going to be good. Amen? So, God bless you. Welcome to Bridge Church, and I want to say thank you for being here. My name is Jimmy Pruitt. I'm the lead pastor here. If you're new here, thank you for joining us this morning and enjoying the warm building, but more than that, enjoying the warm family, the warm people that are here. And for those of you watching online, I want to welcome you. Thanks for watching today as well, and welcome you. To, to our house, so to speak, God's house. And uh, our prayer for you online is that what we experience here in this atmosphere, that's what you will experience wherever you are. That's one of our prayers for you. So thank you for watching and being a part. If you are watching online and you have prayer requests, please let us know. We want to pray for you. You can see on the screen, info at bridgefbg.com. And we will get that out to our prayer team because we want to pray with you. Hold your arms up. I mean, not just through what we've been at what we've just experienced, but for other things as well. It's not just about this moment. It's about whatever's going on in your life, and we're here. For those of you that are here, and if you have any prayer needs, it's very simple. You stop by the Connection Center on the way out, and there are prayer cards right there. You fill one of those out, put them in any of the black boxes you see around the building on the doorways, and we'll get that out to our prayer team so we can pray for you and lift your hands up. Don't think that it's not important enough or that other people have it worse than me. That's true. But we all need people praying with us 
for us and helping us walk through the fire, so to speak. So don't hesitate to fill out that prayer, net, that prayer request because we want to pray for you and hold you up and lift you up. And again, my name is Jimmy Pruitt. Welcome to the bridge. Welcome to family and our family reunion. Uh, we're thrilled that you're here. Also, just to let you know, if you are a first-time guest, we have a welcome bag for you. It's got some things in it that might be helpful for you, all kinds of little goodies, and Wendy's got that there. So if you'll stop by the Connect Center on the way out, fill out a Connect card there. We'll give you one of those bags, and uh, we'd love to just say thanks for being here. It's just our little way of saying thank you for hanging out with us today and being a part. And so also want to remember to pray for our VIPs. And so if you have your VIP card, I want to invite you to take it out. For those of you who don't know, it's, it's 14 blanks. On one side, we just write down the names of people that we want to pray for that need to reconnect. For whatever reason, they're not walking with the Lord right now or, or they're not in connection and fellowship. And uh, we want to see them reconnected and come home, so to speak. On the other side, we're praying for people who don't know Jesus Christ. They've never been born again. As John chapter 3, when Jesus talking to Nicodemus says, you must be born again. See, I know a lot of good, wonderful people who love God and love his bride, but they've never been born again. They've never stepped over the line to say, Jesus, I literally give you my heart. I give you my life, and I accept what you did for me. I want to be born again. I want to be saved. And so we're praying for people to be saved, to be born again. And so you can pick those up on the way out as well there at the Connect Center. Feel free to stop and pick one up. If you have yours, go ahead and take it out. Let's pray over these right now. These VIP stands for a very important person or very important people. Let's pray for them right now. Lord Jesus, we pray for our VIPs. And we know that as much as they mean to us, they, they meant enough for us to, us to write them down on a card or to think about them in our mind and our heart. But we know that even more than that, they mean so much more to you. So we hold them up. We pray for them. Father, we ask that you would bring the prodigals home. And we ask, God, that you'd bring the lost into the fold, into Christ, into the family of God. And, Lord, for our nation, we pray for our nation, but especially for Texas right now as we are in a state of emergency and crisis and in a place of uh, recovery and rebuilding and rebuilding structures. And Lord, I can't even say another word without being thankful for all of those who have been out in this cold and weather, the utility companies, the men and women who are working the lines and the crews who are doing everything they can with water and power and, and gas to, to get people what they need in a moment of crisis, Lord. And, and uh, Lord, you know, I came really close to hugging the Pico guy yesterday when he showed up in the truck, and I'm glad I didn't, but I'm, yeah, I'm sure he is too, but Lord, I'm thankful, thankful that, that there are people working through this and, and literally day and night to get things restored. Father, would you bless them? Would you protect them as well and bless their families? It's, it's a huge sacrifice for them, and Lord, we pray for our, our economy and all involved that as we recover, Lord... I know Texas will come back stronger than ever, stronger than ever. I, I prophesy that over our, over our state right now, stronger than ever. And Lord, also, we lift up the other churches that are gathering today because they, too, are in a state of recovery. So we pray for the churches throughout our community and our counties, our four-county area, Lord. We pray that you would bless them and encourage them. I pray that they're feeling the same love that I feel in my heart right now for our church family 
and that they would be blessed as they gather today. And Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen and amen. I want to also just let you know, Financial Peace University will be starting this next Wednesday night. We're back in, back on with everything. And so uh, Doug Spredo is leading that. That's at 630 here at the church. If you've not been able to connect with Doug, he's fixing well, well, a leaking well right now. He's in the throes of repair and water gushing. And so he's doing that right now. So he, he apologized for not being able to be here, but he will be here 630 Wednesday night. If you want to take Financial Peace University, just come, just show up and he can walk you through the process. Just be here at 630. Also let you know, uh, Mission de Candelia, one of our favorite ministries that we love and appreciate. They need more of these. These are hygiene packs. You guys have been bringing them, and then we got a big pause for a few days. So we need to get on this. So if you would, you can stop on your way out, and there is a card that has all the information you need. That smells so good. I'm just saying. <laughs> wow. I could just, that really smells good. I'm not kidding. So if you would, Help us out with these. We want to get over 100 of these together. So if you would pick up a card, help us out. We need these back by February 28, but we'll take them as long as you can get them here to us. So keep them coming. And then also to let you know, we have a Bridge Life member class coming up on March 7th. That'll be a light luncheon right after the second service. And so I've talked to many of you say, hey, how do we join? How do we connect and uh, I'm like, show up, be here, show up and live holy. And you're, we'll consider you, no, I'm kidding. Just be here, come on. But here on, you have an opportunity to hear what our vision, our values, our mission is, and a little bit about our history as well and who we are and an opportunity to join the church. And that'll be on March 7th. We meet in the family room right over here in the adjacent hall. So love to have you out, come and be a part. I want to participate now and, and just practice one of our most beautiful practices that we do, and that is the practice of communion. We're going to celebrate our union with Christ. If you were not able to pick up one of these cups, if you would raise your hand, we will get those to you. There's Amy and Jason back there. They're going to make their way up. Raise your hand up so they can see you, and they'll get a cup to you. For those of you who already have your cups, Go ahead and just peel that top layer first, the clear layer, and then the gold layer. You'll be ready to go. You know, sometimes when we have experiences in our lives, whether they're crises or whether it's trauma or whether it's just a collective experience, um, it makes moments like this, for me, much more significant. In fact, we were talking about the words to the songs we were singing today, how we were, even during our rehearsal this morning, we were more impacted by what we were singing because these words now have taken on fresh meaning and fresh impact for us. And it's no different than this. And so today, as we celebrate communion together, I want to invite you right where you are. And if you're new to our church, we practice open communion here at the bridge, so feel free to participate. We're glad that you're here. For those of you online, just grab just whatever you can get and participate with us. If not physically, participate in your heart with us. So we do celebrate an open table here at the bridge, but we ask a favor, and this is a favor of all of us. Let's take a moment and examine our hearts and consecrate our hearts. The word consecrate means to set apart. It's like taking something and saying, I'm putting this over here because, God, I want it to be pure and holy for you. And so if you would, consecrate your heart, examine your heart, and give it to him. 
and say, Lord, I don't even know what all this means, but I consecrate, I give my heart to you. And in this moment, I just, I just want to get to know you better. So what we do in communion is we celebrate our union with Christ, our union, our connection with him. And the fact that we're able to, as the Bible says, he lives in us, but we're also in him, in Christ. And it's a mystery, and it's hard to wrap your logical mind around, but it's a spiritual truth that has eternal significance and implication. When Jesus was with his disciples on the night before he was betrayed, and he picked up a piece of bread, and he held it in his hands, and he just held it up before him, and he said, this is my body given for you. He gave himself. And obviously at that point, they weren't sure what was coming because this was before the fact. But he's setting up and letting them know that what is about to happen had to happen. Can you imagine that? Announcing that you're about to be killed and it has to happen. And then he took a goblet of wine, just a common cup similar to what you see there. He held it up before him. He said, this is my blood. It's poured out for you, and it will be for the removal. The Bible word is remission. It's the word removal, for the removal of many sins. That's why we talk about being under the blood, or the blood covers our sins. It's because that's what the blood of Christ did. It was removed. His sacrifice, once for all of us, and once for all time, Removed. There's no need to sacrifice lambs anymore or the shedding of any more blood because Jesus, the sacrificial lamb, shed his blood for you and me. And so can we pause just for a minute and consecrate our hearts? Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we consecrate our hearts to you and our mind and our bodies, everything that we are, our spirit, consecrate those to you. We set them apart for your glory, for your use. And Jesus, you asked us to remember you. And so that's what we're doing in this moment. We're remembering you. Lord, my heart today overflows with gratitude. Gratitude for your goodness. Gratitude for your protection in the midst of what could have been so deadly and dangerous for so many Lord, for those families that took the hits and lost loved ones over these last few days, Father, we pray for grace and peace upon them. And still, Lord, you're good. And we remember that and we're thankful. We love you. We honor you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. You can take the elements. Our folks will come by and pick those up. They have trash receptacles, so hang on to those just for a moment. We also want to practice generosity, and that's a part of our worship. That's all, all that we're doing is worship here today and honoring him and acknowledging his worth. That's what worship is. As we do, I want to say thank you for your generosity. You, you are amazing, really. Our church is amazing. There's such generosity here and a spirit of generosity, and I want to say thank you. Thank you from our hearts. And I want to show you something because you'll notice we've got various ways to give up there. But also, I want to show you the ministries that we're blessed to support and we're blessed to partner with so that 
the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ goes out across the world. And I think you might agree that in the last 12 months, we've had some significant events. I'm tired of being a part of historical events. Anybody with me on that? I think three in a year, 12 months is probably enough for anybody's lifetime. And I'm ready for some good old-fashioned boredom. Anybody else? So what a time, though. What this has done globally, it's created a hunger for Jesus. I talked to Tommy yesterday. Tommy Hayes, uh, Messiah Ministries, he's one of the ministries who support. He did a Zoom conference on with uh, Pakistan, no, Afghanistan, I can't, he's all over Pakistan yesterday, he's all over the world, but by using technology and leveraging technology, he was able to preach to hundreds and hundreds of Pakistanis who were lined up in the streets and down a building, an alleyway, just to hear the gospel, the teaching and the preaching of the word, and that was a couple of nights ago, and there were hundreds of people gave their hearts to Christ. Hundreds were, and he, he wrote me in a net just to celebrate because we were praying with him and partnering. This is happening all over the place. Mission de Candelia, they're now going, they're now back on the road and going back to Mexico and going in and out. And now doors are opening for us to literally touch the world. And your giving is a part of that. And all those names you saw on the screen, those are people that we are being able to bless, support, and partner with to get the gospel out. So I want to say thank you. And be encouraged that you don't give to the church. You're giving through the church. And it is going and being distributed out. So let's pray together. As we give our offering today, we're not passing a plate, obviously. And you'll notice the black boxes. During this song, we're going to be standing. Feel free to get up and move. And you can go and uh, give your offering and just do a little favor for us. Would you just bless it as you do? Just bless it as you give. Let's all stand to our feet and let's practice our giving. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the privilege of giving today. We honor you, celebrate you, and thank you for your goodness. And we give, Father, from overflowing hearts of gratitude and love. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen and amen. Let's worship. sin runs deep your grace is more where grace is 
Father, that is our declaration today. Your righteousness, our one defense, and we need you. And because we need you, we know that we have you, and we're grateful. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen, amen. amen. You can be seated.
love seeing that name, Jesus, don't you? The name that is above all names. Whew. So today we're going to talk about shifting our mindset because I have a feeling that we've had some opportunities to accumulate some mindsets this last 10 days. And before I do, I forgot to dismiss our children. So if we have any children in here who are going, okay, what's happening? Or parents, uh, feel free to take your children right now. They, some of them I know have already gone. So Lori is good. She knows me pretty well, so she just starts gathering people. But if you can, if you need to go, go ahead. Feel free to send your children on. Hey, let's pray as we get started. Father, Lord... We've had a lot come at us the last few days, and um, some more than others, and we are cognizant of that. And so even right now, Lord, we're taking this morning to set our eyes on things above and not just things on this earth. And so, Lord, I'm asking you to give us sight, to give us vision, to see beyond the immediate, to see beyond what is right here, to know that there is a much larger, greater, grander story, a greater narrative being written right now that supersedes all these temporary issues. And so, Lord, right now we focus on you, we open our hearts to you, we consecrate our eyes, our ears, our minds, our hearts, that we may know the truth that makes us free. In Jesus' name, everyone said... Amen and amen. Well, it's been a wild few days. I, during one break in the action, I'm sure some of you who could tried to get out a little bit. We had one moment where there was some enough had melted off of the roads that uh, me and my youngest daughter, Faith, decided to run over to uh, what's relatively close to where we live, uh, uh, a Love's and a Chevron and and uh, there's like a chicken express, you know, in the Chevron. And so we were like, anything right now, forget keto, forget diet, it's all off right now. This is, you know, this is a crisis, we got to eat. So, so we went and just to get some hot food because we had been running through about everything we had there at the house and, and uh, scrambling hamburger meat on the last of our propane was getting old. So we ran over to the, there and Faith jumped out of my my car, and she said, I'm going to go inside. I'm going to gather some food, get some stuff. And I, I didn't really know. She had talked to mom, I think. And so she goes in there. She comes out with two big sacks, 50 bucks later of junk food. She was in heaven. She was having a blast. <laughs> Woo, score, hostess, Twinkies. I mean, everything you can imagine. It was crazy. Stuff that we don't eat. It's like, you spent 50 bucks. Anyway, yeah, that's, like, that's beside the point. So she's out there gathering stuff, and so she comes, and she's all proud of herself. And I'm, I'm going, so what all did you get? And she goes, well, I got this. She goes, but I didn't get the last of this. And, and, and she said, there was hardly anything, any food on the shelves. She said, it was crazy. It looked like something out of a, you know apocalyptic movie or something or a dystopian future. And uh, she said, so she said, but I left the last of everything. I said, what? And she said, well, there were several of these things. This was, this was the last one, or there was one more, and I just... I didn't take any of the last of anything. And I said, why not? And she said, because somebody else might need it. And I thought, this is a 20-year-old who just has this pure mindset of, of somebody else might need it. And it really, it really hit me as a dad, but it also hit me just as a human being that there's some kind human beings out there. Because it didn't look like Everybody in that store is being kind. I'll just put it that way. 
It looked like, last plane out of Vietnam, and I'm going, I'm going to get on board no matter what, knocking people over and, you know, for that last Twinkie or that last honey bun or whatever. I mean, it's like madhouse. And we came into town and got some things here and there, and, and I wouldn't even dare set foot in a grocery store. I'd rather starve at this point than get run over by somebody losing their mind, thinking this is it, you know, the end has come, the sky has fallen, and so... We sort of tried to stay out of the fray. But on the flip side of that coin, there's some wonderful people out there. Amen. There's some wonderful people in here. And several people in our church, several of you reached out to us. Are y'all okay? Because we're checking our baby, but they're like, are y'all okay? You are checking on me, but are you okay? And we're like, yeah, we're, we're hanging in there just like everybody else, you know, and we're making it. And during this whole thing early on, especially when the electricity went off the first day, we were dangerously low on propane, and because I'd called to get our propane delivered before snowpocalypse hit, and they didn't get out here. So we were already low to start with, which is, that's a little nerve-wracking. And we don't have a, we have a gas fireplace, not a log fireplace, I'm not wood burning, so we couldn't turn on the gas because we needed it to boil water and heat up the tea, which we drank constantly. Just to stay warm, our house got down to 52 degrees and kind of hovered there for about eight days, seven days, and because we couldn't heat up the place. And so in the middle of all that, as you probably also had conversations, we had some conversations, and at the very beginning, I told my family, I said, here's the deal, we're going to maintain a good attitude through this. We, I don't want to get at the end of this and look back and regret what I said, what I thought, what I said to you, my family, what I said to God, my Lord. I don't want to look back on this with regret. I want to look back on this and go, I think that was a test, and I think we passed it. And so we made up our minds early on. We were not going to complain. We were not going to get upset. Now, not that we didn't get frustrated. It was just real, folks. I mean, when the lights go off, you know, they started the rolling blackouts, right? And so we were like, okay, it'll come back on. And then what happened is they were spacing out longer and longer till finally it didn't come back on. And that's when our, our temperatures plummeted and it got, got a little bit scary. And the whole time we just kept saying, okay, it's going to come on. It's going to come on. What do we need to do now? And we were doing what everybody else did. We didn't have to melt water because we did before the water went up. I filled up the bathtub so we had water to take care of business and we were able to make it through okay. But here's what I want to talk about, is that our attitude and our mindset matters. What we think matters. What we say matters. And what our mouths will betray our heart and our minds. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth what? It speaks. And so whatever's in there is going to come out of there. And nothing like some pressure to bring that to the surface. Can I get an Amen. I know nobody here had that issue, so I'm probably, you guys online that are watching, this is all, no, listen, this is real. What we went through is real and is real, but here's the thing. We have an opportunity, even right now, to put the brakes on our mindset and say, I refuse to go another moment with a negative attitude, with a critical spirit. And so, when the Pico guys, I mentioned during our prayer, when the Pico guys showed up, uh, Annette said, you need to go out there right now and hug that man. <laughs> she did. 
So I went outside. I said, hey, man, so good to see you. I mean, I was like just happy to see another human being and happy to see him. I said, man, so glad you're here. He goes, yeah, it's been crazy. And, and I said, my wife told me to hug you. And I said, but I'm not going to because of COVID. So you're good. You're keeping my six feet. So if it hadn't been COVID, I might have hugged the guy. I don't know, man. I was like so glad to see him. And we got down to 8% in our propane. So we were like, oh, all right. But here, I have to tell you a little miracle. I believe it's a miracle. I think God cares about stuff. Don't you? So one of the little miracles, maybe it didn't feel like a little miracle at the time, but about midway through this, our, our propane was going down. We were about 16%. I was nervous. And I woke up one morning. It was a morning we couldn't run our heat, so we didn't because we had no electricity. And I didn't want to turn on the gas fireplace because we needed to boil water, so I didn't want to waste it. And we don't have a big tank. We have like a 250-gallon tank, so it's not even the big one. So it goes a little quicker. And it was sitting at 16% uh, the day before. And we've been using anywhere from, I mean, it could be, you know, 5 to 10%, 7% on a, if you have a cold snap. And I got up fully expecting it to be down. And it was the middle of the week. And I went out there. I prayed. Well, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I prayed. I said, Lord, if there's ever a time for a loaves and fishes miracle, this is it on our propane. And I just prayed, and I woke up in the morning. The house was about 52 degrees, a little chilly. And uh, I got up. I threw my sweats on over my flannel pajamas. Y'all know what I mean? You just do what you got to do, folks. I could care less what I look like. I threw on a hoodie and a couple of layers, and I went out to check the propane. And it had not diminished, not 1% from the day before. And I literally, I was like, Lord, you are so amazing. Because honestly, I didn't know what we were going to do. The last thing I wanted to do is have to, and some of y'all are so awesome. You guys, oh, come play, stay at our place, or we have a and b you can stay in. And that's great, but we've got animals and pups, and we just, we really wanted to be home, you know. It's, it's hard to leave that in the middle of something like that. So thank you for offering. You were amazing. But we really wanted to stay, and God knew our heart in that. And it was so neat that and then from then on, I mean, for days and days, it would diminish about 1% a day. And we were able to conserve. By the time they got there, it was about 8%. And I tell you, I just felt like God provided for us just as we needed. And we were fine. My, my toes thawed out at 10 o'clock last night. I was good to go. It, you know, the first thing I did, y'all might have saw my post on this, when the electricity came on, I ran, I, Annette was... I don't know what she was doing. She didn't know what I was doing. I went and got her hair dryer out of the bathroom, came back in, and we turned the hair dryer on our feet and just held them there for 10 minutes, just, just enjoying the heat. So the things we do, right? And I've had a lot of stories and testimonies come from you, and thank you for letting us know what God's doing because God is good, family. And all the time? Yeah, let's try that again. God is good. And all the time. Oh, man, all the time. Praise God. Well, listen, I want to talk a little bit about mindset because it's so important. Listen to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. That's, I love this passage. And one of my favorite Old Testament passages, you know, I figure if Jesus liked to quote the book of Isaiah more than any other book, I, we might want to get a clue on Isaiah as well. Amen? Listen to this, verse 28. Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. 
His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. I want to pause right there just for a minute. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. This is a promise from God's word for you and me. And I'm telling you, there were times during this last few days where where it was a little bit scary. We were wondering what we were going to do, how we were going to manage, how could we figure out what to do so that we could stay and remain. And there was a few days there, much, and you were in the same, we couldn't have gone anywhere if we needed to. We were stuck, literally, iced in. And I'm telling you, God was faithful. Faithful. What did we have? We had light coming in. We had... We had battery-operated little candles that we've had forever. I was surprised any of them even had a charge on them. And we were able to, to light our room in the evenings. We were able to, uh, during the day, read books and do things we don't normally do. And the whole time, the whole time this is going on, I'm not mad. I'm not complaining against God. I'm not saying, how, how could you let this happen? You know, this is terrible. What I was doing was saying, Jesus, thank you for salvation. Jesus, there are people who have this so much worse than we do right now. And, of course, we heard some and read some of the reports, just like you did, of 17 passing, then 20-something, 20 28, 27. I mean, the, the number just kept going up of people who were dying. And then an apartment building burns down, and the firemen couldn't get to water, so they just had to watch the thing burn to the ground. There was so much going on. And constantly I was saying, God, You're strengthening us. You're giving us what we need to get us through this. But, Lord, there are people that are hurting. And let me tell you, one of the things that helps me maintain a life-giving, positive attitude is, and this sounds strange, but it really is to understand there are people that have it so much worse. No matter how bad it gets, there are people just this year alone in one one typical year, 12 months, there will be thousands and thousands of believers who will die for their faith in other places. We don't have a lot of connection to that here. That's not really in our mindset or our mentality or our, our worldview. But I'm telling you, globally, thousands of people are dying every year just because they named the name of Jesus. Thousands of people are dying in natural disasters. Here we are, we're having this complete snow apocalypse all over the south, and North Carolina gets a deadly tornado in February. It's like those disaster movies you watch and go, oh, that'll never happen. The end of the world, oh, that'll never happen. Tornadoes in February, that never happens out here. And yet crazy, wild things are happening. And one of the ways that, I, that helps me to maintain a good positive attitude is this, is that I woke up this morning. I might be cold. I may not have electricity. I may not have enough gas in my tank to, to if we need to light a fire or boil the next pot of water so we'll have something to drink. But I woke up this morning. Every morning that I woke up, I thanked God. And I said, good morning, Holy Spirit. It's the name of a book, by the way. I know not everybody understands who Benny Hinn is, or maybe he doesn't like or has bad association, but he wrote a book, and I never read the book, but the title caught my attention. 
And the title of the book was Good Morning, Holy Spirit. I don't even know what the book is about. I can guess. But that little line right there is something I say every morning when I wake up. I whispered under my breath, Good morning, Holy Spirit. And realizing that every day that I wake up, I've hit the lottery no matter what the day brings. Some of you understand this because you've had parents that have passed. But when my mom passed at 45 years of age, the day I turned 45, I drove over to Hobby Lobby. Remember this? In Abilene. I drove over to Hobby Lobby and I purchased a sign because I thought, there's got to, it's Hobby Lobby. They're going to have something that speaks to what I'm thinking right now, right? I know that place. So I found a sign that said, every day is a gift. And every day since that day that I turned 45 years of age, which has been a while now, every day to me is a gift, even when things are dark, even when things are rough. And the whole time is I just kept saying, Lord, thank you. So you want to you wanna readjust your attitude? Just be grateful. Be grateful. Here's the deal. You don't have to feel, feel grateful to be grateful. Let me say this again because this is so important. So much of what God calls us to do, he says, and the just shall what? Live by faith. And then it says we're to walk by faith and not by what? Sight. Not by what we see. Not by what we feel. Not by what we perceive. So I can put on an attitude of gratitude no matter what I'm going through. No matter what is happening. And I have to tell you, you guys talk about passing the test. Every text, every private message, every email, everything I got from you all week long was positive in nature and gracious in nature. You had an, a good attitude about things. A lot of humor, too. You were sending me funny stuff. I love humor, and I love to laugh when things are dark. It's good medicine. Amen? I want to say thank you for that. Because you maintain such a stellar attitude through it all. That doesn't mean you didn't have moments and relapses and, and moments where you're like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Oh no, they said they were going to get it here then, they didn't and it didn't happen and now we're short, now we're in trouble. I mean, that's just normal life stuff. It's not a sin to be angry, it's not a sin to be frustrated. It depends on what you do with that. And you maintain such a positive attitude. You strengthened me. Look what he says. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. We walk by faith and not by sight so that we say, Lord, I don't have anything, but you have it to give. Your word promises me. Your word tells me that you give power to the weak. I'm feeling weak right now. Listen, one of the most powerful things you can do is just come clean. Just say, Lord, I'm not feeling strong. I don't feel like all that and a bag of chips and a Dr. Pepper. I don't feel that right now. What I feel is weak, but God, you're strong. And here's what you say. This is what your word says. Lord, I'm feeling weak right now, so I am qualified to receive power. And if you're sitting here right now or you're watching online right now, if you're feeling this, if you're feeling that weakness, if you're feeling like, yeah, I didn't have the best week of my life, I got good news for you today. There is more than enough power available to you right here, right now, 
in this moment if you will but believe and receive. So just out of our mouths, all of us together, say, in the name of Jesus, I receive the power of God. Though I am weak, He is strong, and He makes me strong. Thank you for power. Thank you for strength in Jesus' name. Somebody let out a big breath or something. Just exhale. Look what the next verse says. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, weary, unless you're Jason Banks. That guy is the energizer bunny. I'm kid you not. I mean, while everybody's, you know, you know, moaning about snow apocalypse, he's out videoing himself sliding down the road, you know, just having a ball. I mean, this guy. So this doesn't apply to him. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Look at verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Now, this is an interesting word. The word wait literally doesn't mean just sit back and, and just wait for God to show up. It literally means those who minister to the Lord. Ah, so there's something more than just passive waiting. Ministry to the Lord is actually active in nature. And how do we minister to the Lord? So that's the next logical question. We minister through worship. Oh, Lord. See, when we're up here, we, we, our, our attitude this morning was, let's just go big or go home. Let's just go big. Let's go big. So we turned it up a little bit louder. We passion and fire. Why? Because we are ministering to the Lord. We're waiting upon Him. And what is the promise when we do that? How do we minister? We worship. How do we minister? We praise Him. Lord, you're so awesome. Lord, you're awesome in the truest sense of the word. Lord, you're amazing. God, you're bigger than all this. Lord, I trust you. You're trustworthy. You're faithful. What am I doing? I'm praising him. I'm ministering to him. Do you know that even as I just did that as an example, I felt my spirit lift? I did. I'm like literally just, I just had a, I just biggie sized right inside, right here. I just went upsized, one whole deal, right there, just by saying that. Why? Because this is what happens. Those who minister to the Lord, those who wait on the Lord, shall renew their strength. You know, when David was at Ziklag, now Ziklag is not what you think. Some of you are going, isn't that some like rolling paper for pot or something? No, 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 it's, that's, a, that's a whole different thing. Not that I would know anything about that, but I'm just saying, I've heard... <laughs> So it's Ziklag, not what you're thinking. So when David was at Ziklag, he and his mighty men were there, and they were encamped at this place. And what, sorry, Mom, I know, she's shaking her head like, I can't believe he just did that. So, yeah, so I did. So, so he's camped out at Ziklag. Stay with me, people. He's camped out. And while he's there, they, they go out and they do what they do. They're making war. They're doing their things. They're out from the camp. But the camp is left unprotected. And the, the Amorites, they, they invade. And they carry off the, men, the women, those that were left behind, the children, and all their goods. They carry them off. So they are making their way back to camp, and they see over the ridge a fire. And they know it's like... I mean, if you've ever driven up on your own home burning, there's nothing, nothing compares. And as they're going, they see it and they know what's happened. They get there. They're so distraught. 
His mighty men are so distraught, they wanted to turn and kill David. They immediately blamed him. Immediately played the blame game. And in that moment, he calls Abiathar, who's the priest, and he says, bring me the ephod. Even the priest couldn't help David because they were all turning on him in their despair and their pain. And he says, bring me the ephod. He brings it to ephod. David, in that moment, takes off his armor, so to speak, his warrior spirit, and takes on a priestly spirit. And the Bible says this, he encouraged himself in the Lord. He strengthened himself in the Lord. And there are some days, family, please hear this, where there may not be somebody else to encourage you. And you will have to encourage yourself. Where do you go? You wait on him. You start to minister to him. It sounds backwards that if I give out, I'll actually get back. But that's actually a biblical principle. The law of sowing and reaping, it works for everything. And so when you feel nothing, have nothing left, that is the time for you to stand up and say, I praise God, for he is faithful. His mercy endures forever. He is good. He, he, he opens doors. He makes a way where there is no way. His favor is on my life. No matter what, in the darkest day, and let me tell you, you say a few of those words, you align your thoughts, your thinking, and your mouth with God's word, I'm telling you, you will get biggie size too. I've said this a thousand times. I'll say it forever. You'll get bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. There's just something that happens when your faith rises. As you feed your faith, you get large on the inside. It says this, but those who wait, those who minister to the Lord shall renew their strength. I guarantee you that's what David was doing when he encouraged himself. He understood what it meant to be in a field alone as a shepherd with a bunch of sheep singing and worshiping God alone and by himself. He redug the well, went back to what he knew, and as if nobody else was around, he encouraged himself in the Lord, and God strengthened him. They went, by the way, found that army, overtook them, and took everything back. God said, you will recover all, and he did. But those who wait, those who minister upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You need strength right now? You need a new mindset. You need to readjust. Look at what it says. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. We're Americans. We like eagles. We are. We just do. We're, they're fascinating birds. Shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You need to encourage yourself in the Lord. Begin to wait upon him. Begin to minister to him. And listen, you don't have to, have, you don't have to be in here to do that. You can be anywhere you are. And you can begin to extol him, begin to exhort, begin to lift him up, begin to brag on God. That's what praising is. It's bragging. God, you're so amazing. God, you're awesome. God, I woke up this morning. I hit the lottery today because I woke up. I have breath in my lungs. I'm enjoying bonus time. Thank you, God. Man, I may just keep doing that because it's building me up. I don't know if it's doing anything for you, but it's, it's stirring my spirit up. Colossians chapter 3. Listen to this. Familiar. If you then were raised with Christ, seek those things 
which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. I love verse 2. It really is one of my favorites. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. You want to adjust your attitude? Wait upon the Lord. You want to adjust your attitude? Begin to set your minds on things above. Listen, folks, there will be a renewal of all things. The Bible is very clear about this. He is going to renew all things. There will be a restoration of all things. Listen, God's not just going to create a new heaven and a new earth. He's going to restore everything that's been lost. That is the promise of God's word. Oh, and when I live into that, when I lean into that, when I think into that, when I worship into that, and I realize that I will see my mom again somehow, some way, I don't know what that's going to look like. And I don't even have to know what it's going to look like. But here's what I know. There will be a renewal or restoration of all things. My granddad, oh, if you could have only known my granddad, Macon Sims. He ran moonshine back in the day in East Texas. I mean, he was a wild man. But oh, what God did in his life through the years as he got older. And that man who ran moonshine across the border of Louisiana into Texas and deep East Texas, he became a gentle giant who poured so much life into me as a young man. I get to see my granddad again. I get to see making sins again. What is that? That's living into what God has promised. It's setting my mind on things above and not being always focused on what's here. Because when your electricity's off, it's hard sometimes to get your focus where it needs to be. Can I get an amen? When you're having to boil water or or heat up snow or melt snow in a bathtub just to flush your toilet, it's it's an easy distraction, isn't it? Set your mind on things above. I want our worship team to come up. Can we go out with some worship? Can we wait on the Lord together? Can we minister together? Oh, we're going to do a song where we get to minister to him. So let's do that. Once you stand to your feet, I want to pray as the worship team's coming and getting ready. Let's go out, and I want to invite you. Let God adjust your attitude. Let God adjust your attitude. It's an old cliche, but your attitude determines what? Your altitude. Come on, somebody. It does. Father, in Jesus' name, we honor you, bless you, thank you. Lord, you are renewing our minds as we wait upon you, as we minister to you, as we allow the shift to take place in our thinking, in our mentality, in our mindset, in our spirit. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you. If you're here this morning, and you haven't stepped over the line to go all in with Jesus, this is a good time to do so. What are you waiting on? What really, what are you waiting on? Are you waiting until it's so clear that you don't have to have any faith to believe? Well, I have to tell you something, that'll never happen. You will need to exercise a measure of faith to step over the line and receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. That's why it's called the faith. Because it takes faith to do so. One of our biggest fears about walking in faith is that we have this lie that we'll be out of control. We will not, we'll no longer be the captain of our soul. We will not have control. 
But I have to tell you something. When you release to Him everything and you let go, what seemed like this massive wall in front of you becomes a mist that you pass through and you're like, that's it? That wall of fear, that wall of not being in control, that wall of what if it's not true? Well, here's my question for you. What if it is? See, the truth is this. If it's not true, and I've believed my whole life, and I've given everything I am to this my entire life, I've still lived an amazing life. I've lost nothing. But for you, if it is true, and you didn't step over, and you didn't go all in, and you didn't say, yes, Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior, I give you my heart, my life, I want to spend eternity, you will have lost everything. I have nothing to lose. Either way, I win. But you have a lot to lose. So I want to invite you this morning right where you are. We're going to sing this, and when we end the song, Russ, we're not just going to walk out. I want to stop after that, okay? Because I think the Lord is calling some of you to step over the line today and move from the place of being a fan <laughs> to becoming a follower. Amen. A lot of people are fans of Jesus, but he's not looking for fans. He's looking for followers. Amen? Amen. Let's worship. Let's minister to the Lord and let, let him biggie-size your spirit right now. Thank you. 
miracle worker, way maker, miracle worker, way maker, miracle worker, way maker, miracle worker, you are. yet. Don't run off just yet. Father, we love you. We minister to you. Even so, Lord, even so we don't see it, you're still working. And you've been working and working through us and in us. And we're so grateful. Father, if there's anyone here this morning who's ready to take that step over the line, Lord, let it be for them this very moment, right here, right now. The moment that changes the entire trajectory of their lives and their family tree. And so, Lord, even now, right in this moment, if you're here this morning 
and you want to give your heart to Jesus and step over the line, I'm going to be standing right here, right here waiting for you. Now, there may be others who want to come say hi and whatever. If you'll give me a few moments, I'm just going to wait for somebody. And uh, Jason Banks, if you would come, Pastor Jason, if you would come up as well. David, thank you. David, yes, please. I was looking for you. You're already up here. You're ready to go. So if there's anybody here and you're ready, all you have to do is walk up to any one of us and say, I'm ready. That's it. You don't have to. We'll walk you through the rest. All you have to do is say, I'm ready. I'm ready. This is my time. So, Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Lord, we pray for hearts to be changed, lives to be changed. And, Father, we end this day with an exclamation point that we are grateful for you and we're grateful for one another we love you in jesus name everyone said amen amen Amen. give the lord a great clap and a shout god bless you you're dismissed we love you